Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. LaFondra looking to get close side of Fon. LaFondra away from David! 3-1 running! 3 points running! Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well... It wasn't the most pulsating of a Thames Valley derby last night. First one in over two decades. Ended up with a one-all draw, which we'd take. But to help me talk through it, we're joined by Nick Holton. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, Paul. Uh, more happy we didn't, didn't lose the game. Yeah, exactly, Matt. What's your feeling on it as well? Yeah, I think um, yesterday... It was just a must not lose. I wouldn't, it might sound really bad to say that it wasn't a must win because derbies you always want to win. But the way things had gone, you know, to have lost yesterday, I think would have been, you know, it would have brought on a lot of kind of um, comments and criticism. Um, There's positives to take yesterday. I don't think it's kind of, again, as bad as kind of people are making out. Um, You know, it, it wasn't the best game. But, you know, I think when you look at the first half, we could have been, we could have been, you know, two up really in the first half. Um, I don't think going at half time was 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 fair at a draw. But before the game, I would have taken a draw. So you know, we um, it's one one more point on the board, and you know, we can look ahead now. So, yep, only four points away from safety now. But I'm sure there was. Uh, well, I know there was lots of criticism afterwards on social media about the second half didn't show enough ambition. Players looked unfit. What do you think on that, Nick? I think they they struggled. There's clearly they're clearly tired, but you you want them. You want to see more. But they're a young team. They played a lot of games in not just this week in the last sort of month or so. We're playing every sort of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. They've barely had a week off apart from international breaks, and even the last one we played the Arsenal under twenty ones in that sort of break period as well. Um, we had Eastley last weekend. I think we had a midweek game. Was it Carlisle before that? So we had, uh, was it, I can't remember, was it Wickham Carlisle? And then Eastley. And Eastley, we made a few changes, but not everyone. And then we played against Charlton. 
and we played pretty much our strongest team in that. And then we've got Barnsley, a tough game, a good good side in this league, followed by another strong side in this league in Oxford at the moment. And uh, we're playing the same team at the moment. I think we've got the squad depth. I don't think there's enough quality. I mean, if you look at the midfield as well, like Wing and Craig playing every game, Savage hasn't quite been on it. Um, and then Hutchinson's been awful and Rashesh is the other option at the minute. There's no real depth there. Um, and even wingers with Ballard getting injury, just as he's such good on the left. There's no depth out wide. It's hard to rotate. Makara and Vickers did that swap this weekend. Um, it's, I think it's tricky. And then Smith up front, I mean, you take him out, we're a lot weaker. And he's going to have to try and play pretty much every game now. There's just no real depth and these players are just clearly very out on their feet at the moment and I can see why I think the criticisms I get it but I think it's just a bit harsh I think they've they've worked their arse off and I think yesterday showed when they fell down to the floor although they didn't do a lot in that second half until probably the last 10 minutes when we had a little a bit of trouble we were giving ball away sloppily but we started making a few more chances at the end and they were chasing they were working hard they were running but you know looked solid defensively but they were just chasing shadows. It, it still doesn't mean they weren't running and working their arse off. But they, they, they're knackered. I think we need a, a period where there's a week before between games at some point. I'm not sure when the next period of that is, to be fair, with Christmas coming up. Yeah, we've got a week break after this one, haven't we? So that would be uh, quite helpful. That would be the first time in a month, though, yes. that we've had a week break. Yes. Which I think well, says, yeah. Says I mean, Kitson had his say on fitness, and we'll come on to that later. He had his say on a lot of stuff, as uh, Dave quite frequently does. But we saw three changes coming into the match last night. We saw Dorset coming in, we saw Vickers, and we also saw Tom Holmes. Uh, probably a little bit of a mixed bag of performances there from all of them. Matt, which one do you think probably stood out most for you? For me, it has to be Tom Holmes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'd like, I think Tom Holmes, he's received a lot of criticism, um, you know, um, from earlier in the season and last season. Um, might sound harsh, but probably rightly, you know, at the time he wasn't playing brilliantly, was making a lot of mistakes, silly mistakes, costly mistakes. Um, but I mean, we said at the weekend, you know, I think we, we, we need a bit of experience in this back line, um, you know, because otherwise, you know, you're playing a very inexperienced player at left back no matter if you're playing um you know if you're playing Dorset if you're playing Carson even if you're putting in Benge in there it's not a natural left back Mola not a natural left back and you know still a young player it needs experience you know it can't just be Yeardham on the right you know who's our most experienced player in in that line and realistically you've only got Holmes or Dean you know to come in there it's not a position we're really blessed you know with, with experience in you could probably say that for a number of areas of the squad um but I think Holmes did did well yesterday apart from you know his moment for the goal and the 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 yellow card he gave away as well was was wasn't wasn't his best best moment or best tackle but everything apart from that i think was 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 really quite solid um you know and i think we're all happy to see vickers come in um and and play maybe not you know as effective as he sometimes is but he's 18 you know so um so on on the whole you know i think i think we're getting to the point of we kind of know where the core of the team is in this team now you know, and we've got something to build on on that side. You know, we're not scraping for, you know, different right backs, left backs, centre mids, week on week. You know, we kind of know that core. It's very young. Obviously, we know that, you know, we've known that since the start of the season. But it's nice, I guess, kind of being in that that place where, you know, we're getting close. 
Yeah, yeah. And also on the podcast on Sunday, you call for an experienced player to come in. Got to say, it worked. So you were correct. So, got to say, first chance probably was created by us. Decent one was by Dorset pressurising on the left-hand side. Smith not quite managing to get a one-on-one defender's you know, closed him down slightly, pulls it back to Nibs, Nick, and it's not a simple chance, but if maybe Smith plays it a split second before, he makes it a little bit easier, but I feel that's a little bit harsh, maybe. Yeah, so I've not managed to see this chance back, and I, I was sitting in the Dolan, so it's from the other end, it just looked like Smith was sort of in, and is he going to shoot, is he going to cut it back? It was a big chance. It was yeah. a big chance. Um, from, 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 from Club 1871, um, I mean, he... Um, Smith Smith runs in. He's kind of in in a mind of do I shoot? Do I pass? Because he's got he's got Nibs running in. He's got Wing, and I can't remember who's on the other side. I think it, it must be Naziz. It's all, it's pretty much a four on two, you know, for, yeah. from us attacking wise. And and he's in half a mind because I think he's thinking to do the exact same that he did against um, Bristol. But everyone is just thinking square it, square it, square it, and he hesitates too long, um, which is which is a shame. Like I like the selfishness of 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 Smith because that's what you want in a striker. You know, ideally you want, you know, your winger where Smith is and Smith ready to tap in. Um, but it was a big chance that should have been one nil really. You're looking at that and you're, and you're thinking like when you've got a four on two, you've won it brilliantly on the left. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's just a shame. And the pass wasn't the best, but I think if he, if he plays it pretty much as he approaches the box, Nibs runs onto it or wing runs onto it perfectly. And it's, it's probably one nil. You know, it, it was a big chance. That's what I couldn't work out from where I was. Like, I couldn't work out if it was a sitter we had just missed or if actually it, it looked better than it probably was. And you've just summarised it well for me there because it looked like you just had to square it for Nibs to tap in and then suddenly they block it. And I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was like, how have we not scored yeah. there? Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a shame because Smith, he wants to shoot, but he's too he's too far wide. You know, and like I say, you okay. just want that to be a win. Yeah, you look he's... wide. You couldn't tell if he's going to go alone or not. But I didn't yeah. know even as he was there, if I'm honest. Um, but that, funnily enough, that wasn't even on the highlights package because that's one I was really keen to look back on. Is he should we have just tapped that in? Um, but ten yeah, minute highlights so, on on the uh, on the Reading website. It's on there if anyone wants to watch it back. Yeah. <laughs> little little bit of advert there that. for Reading FC YouTube. <laughs> it's good to see. Isn't <laughs> it? uh, so we then move on to a shot here from uh, Wing, which was uh, blocked by. Uh, the Oxford defender. I mean, he does well to get a shot in here, Nick. Um, the one kind of acrobatic one. I kind of I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah, it's like kind of like a weird scissor kick, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was a good effort. Um, I thought he's he'd scored and it sort of deflects over. I think if a defender's not there, it goes in. It wasn't quite goal line clearance, but I think the keepers maybe the keeper would have saved it. But it was goal saving, I'd say. It, it was goal saving. Yeah. Like so, that. That again. That should have been one nil. Yeah, so at that point you think, oh, we can't take these chances. And there's that, that cross from Aziz over Smith before that as well. I think that's before the uh, cutback chance as well. And that's just over his head. If we take one of these chances, which we probably should have at least had one of them, I'm quite confident we probably go on and, and see this game out with a, you know, I think defensively, we'll, we'll get them to in a bit, we were good. So, yeah, it's frustrating. You, could, you knew after missing these chances that Oxford would just take a chance it's just so obvious with us, isn't it? Yep, and exactly that happens in the 39th minute. Kieran Brown scores with a header. Um, maybe Dorset should cut out the cross, but it's a quality cross into the box, as much as I hate saying that. 
and good header. Tom Holmes maybe could do better there, Matt, but I don't know. I, I he just wanted, you know, the player hasn't played for that long, and overall, I thought he played well, as we've already said. So, what Pro- you thought? Prior to that, as well, Holmes had cut out like three or four crosses, five crosses, uh, and. Sorry, I'll let Matt talk about the goal. Well, that was a really good cross as well. It was whipped in swinging to an on-running striker. It's really hard to defend that, personally, from my point of view. It's not easy because it, he's got to try and swivel his body to get it out, or he's got to head it over his own bar kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, I just think that it came from a quick free kick out wide and maybe Dorset's a bit slow getting out to it, really. But, yeah, hard one to defend. It's it's a hard one to 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 defend, but it's it's another one where well for me you look at and you just think like when when we've talked about one oh one kind of errors. I mean he's let he's let his man get the wrong side of him. Um, he's not even really then been able to contest the header because of it. You know we've seen this before many times with with with, with Reading defences as well. Um, you know where an on running player just completely you know, ends up beating, beating his man without much of a challenge. Um, that being said, it is, it's a fantastic ball in the, the, the goal is made by, by the ball in, I'd say, you know, um, but like, like you could maybe put that down to, you know, the fact he's only, you know, played a handful of games really this season. Um, apart from that, you know, like I say, re- realistically, Holmes had a good game yesterday. I think, you know, he's become an easy scapegoat along with, you know, a few of other players. Um, myself, I've been quite critical of him as well at times, um, you know, but like if that's the one mistake he makes like that, if he does come back into the side, you know, you'd rather him make it in a guess in the first game, you know, because you can maybe understand the reason why. Um, but but yeah, it, it was it was disappointing to concede then though because that was their first shot pull, you know, really on target. Mm-hmm. Their only real chance of the game. I think the only shot before then it was about thirty yards. I know they had the penalty shout, um, which I guess you know you might say is fifty fifty. It might be lucky, but probably the I way don't think it was a penalty there. No, it it, it, it goes down. I, I think he it's what it's one of those where I think he deviates his run, you know, to yeah. to to run He's into it. I mean, we've all, if it was for us, we'd be like, you know, yeah. I remember that there was someone talking about this. Um, both thought it wasn't a penalty. He's looking for it. But yeah. if it's for us, you're like, you're all over it, aren't you? So Yeah, it's, that's not a penalty. He sort of, Yeardom sort of blocks him, sort of, because he's, he's the thing is, he's done Yeardom. He can just continue. And Yeardom mm. sort of blocks him slightly. And he just but he falls down so theatrically. It's probably why it's not given. It's not. It's not a penalty. Maybe yeah. he'll get a free kick on the halfway line because one of them. But it's not a penalty. Um, and if he stays on his feet, he's past yield on. So it's like, what? What are you doing? Kind of thing. So that Stanley Mills, wasn't it? He? he was doing my head in in that game. Was it Stanley Mills was his name. Something Mills. Uh, it was the winger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stand him. He was annoying me after that. <laughs> but what comes up? is the glorious moment that we all wanted before. Sam Smith scores the goal, celebrates it right in front of the Oxford fans. But the pass from Lewis Wing there, Nick, I mean, people say we haven't got bravery on the ball. We don't do anything positive. Well, I I thought that was a really brave pass there, considering the abuse he would have got there if he'd got it wrong there. Yeah, he's got a serious pair of balls on him, Lewis Wing. We were talking before, he's got the vision that no one else in the team has 
but he's also brave to play it, especially when we just conceded in a derby. Fans could uh, get a bit bit antsy about it and start booing if things go wrong. And he plays a long ball, but you'd think a defence would cut out just over in the middle of the two centre-backs to Smith's run. It's perfect. And if he gets that wrong, he's going to get so criticised. And most players of their mentality, and this is what I'm saying about the bravery, would be like, oh, I can't play that. If I get this wrong, I'll just play sideways or a little forward pass. But Wing's really gone for it. He's levered it right through to Smith. And he... His first touch is brilliant. It's all about that first touch. If he gets that right, he's probably going to score. And he does. He just touches it right down, right in front of him, and just side-foots it sort of under the keeper. Um, yeah, so good. And then to see Smith just giving it to the Oxford fans who just hate him anyway from his loan spell and uh, giving it to them at Cambridge as well. Um, just brilliant to see. So of all the players to score, the one you want to score, you say Sam Smith. So to see that, Brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, you know, I, I'd be a bit annoyed if my defenders got sliced open from a ball like that, if I'm honest. But yeah, cracking vision, brilliant bravery, uh, big balls from wing and great finish from Smith. I think a lot of credit as well, I think actually has to go to the defending that actually led to the way that we got the ball as well. Because Holmes, um, it was a difficult ball to kind of manage, but Holmes holds holds up. Um, uh, it might have been... Um, uh, the 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 left winger again holds him up really well. He them nabs the ball really well, and the way they kind of then move move the ball quickly, there's, he makes a couple of one twos with Lewis Wing to then obviously lead to the the the, the first time pass as well. It's a fan. It's a it's, it's a really good lead up to the goal. To be fair to them, um, and Yeardham again, I think people have been criti- um, critical of him. I was critical of him. Yes, I don't think he had the best game, but the work he did there um, was really really good um, with Wing, but. As you say, if uh, we were all saying before the game, if there's one person, one person we want to score, it's Sam Smith. And by God, I hope it's up the Oxford end. So you could, because you, you just know with Sam Smith, it doesn't matter who he plays because we, we've seen it pretty much with every goal. He did it at Shrewsbury, did it um, uh, at Wickham. He's done it again tonight. He's a shit house. He really, really is. And just I love him. Just Cambridge away. I, oh, that would he have actually? I, I'm not. I think he would have. Yeah, I mean, Nibs I was keen to, and he missed sure. a sitter. I'm not sure he would have done it at Cambridge. Like, I think Cambridge has maybe got a bit of a place in his heart, maybe with, with, with the amount of time he spent there. But I mean, he's just me as a footballer. I'd be doing that every single week, and I utterly, utterly love it. If I like, he, yeah, he's just. Only He's when it's for it. your teammate, Matt. When it's against you, it's horrible. I oh no, no, no! It is it. absolutely, and yeah, but we we've had it as well, right? Because it it, it was like at Wickham when I, oh, what was his name, Phillips, when, yeah. when he scored, and he, he he does the knee slide, gives it the big end to us. Where it's like, well, yeah. Southampton's just done it up the other end to, to to them, like you know, it's like yeah, you hate it against you, but I mean, yeah, just keep scoring, Smith, so you can keep doing that, please. We love There's it. two things here. Basically, that's Lansley on the pitch. That's 100% what he would do. Oh, but the definitely. stadium just erupted when that went in. I mean, yeah. what was it like in oh. 1871, Matt? I mean, yeah, it was. It, it, it was. Uh, it, it just, yeah, it went wild. Like you know, it, and it's it, it's it's been a while since it's been one like that. But it was probably because it was so soon again after you know mm. Oxford Oxford scored. And to be fair, of late. That's the one thing that actually Reading or this Reading team is actually doing really quite well. Whether we've gone one one nil up, then equalised, then we score, you know, just off the back foot. We have 
got a little bit of a knack of now starting to actually bounce back quite quickly and quite well. You know, we did it, we did it um, against uh, Wickham. We did it against Carlisle. We've done it against Oxford. Um, you know, so it's reassuring to to know, again, we've questioned and people have questioned the mental kind of ability and kind of the strength of these players. You, you know, people can look at the end of the games, you know, in, 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 uh, in their own rights but you've also got to look at other moments and like when you concede in that they're not dropping their head straight away after they're after they're conceding now they're coming back they're bouncing back they're you know causing big moments in games they're scoring you know after they're conceding which is obviously a really good trait to start to get so again you might think that you know that, that the team's mentally weak and stuff but if they were mentally weak they wouldn't be coming back and scoring straight away after especially in a big game against Oxford you know three four minutes after conceding you know, after you've been so good as well in that first half, by all respects, you know, so I think, you, yes, you can question, you know, it potentially at the end of the game, but you can't ignore it, you know, and, and, and say they're totally mentally weak because it's just, I don't think that's fair and I don't think that's true. No, no, I, I agree on that completely. After that, we do have another really good opportunity. Aziz kind of breaks through, goes past a couple of players. He does pick out the right pass, but unfortunately, Nick, he massively overhits it to Nibs. But Nibs still manages to get the cross in and Aziz gets across his man. And I don't know, maybe he should score. You problem is with League One, you don't see enough angles to really know. Yeah. But it was an opportunity again. It, yeah, it was a big chance to go go in at half time two and up. And Aziz just cut through the Oxford defence like butter initially. And I sort of think he wants to go low. I think he's done this run. He's like, oh, I really want to just shoot. And he can't quite get the angle on his left. So he comes onto his right and gets out to Nibs. And uh, like I said, it's overhit a bit. Nibs recycles it, gets it across. And Aziz runs onto it and he, he gets like a, a toe on it or the bottom of his foot on it, sort of sliding in. Probably should score. Um, we know what Aziz is like at times. I think he probably should score. If he's central, he pokes it into the corner. But because he's running towards the corner, he pokes it wide. And uh, yeah, I, I can't believe that's another big chance. And It's four big we, chances in that first half, really. That's it. We, yeah, we get a, if, no, I've just we thought of a really good... That. If you remember the George Puskas goal, I know I'm going back and I'm talking about somebody who's not here anymore. Is is what was it? It was his second goal against Cardiff, where yeah, he just missed him at the near post. It's wide. identical to that, and it's it's from three yards that he should be scoring this. You know, like I mean, yeah. it, it it was a very Aziz pass to to Nibs to begin with to forcing out wide. You know, mm. he, he's not always the um, softest when he's uh, passing the ball. He doesn't really caress it. He uh, rather chooses the cannon. But yeah, it's oh, I've said this for every chance so far, seemingly, but. That should have been two one. We we created good chances in the first half, four mm. or five good chances, and Oxford created pretty much nothing apart from the goal. It's frustrating because they had a lot of the ball, they had more of the ball, but we were the team that were creating and having the chances. So yeah, we were hoping we could come back out in the second half like that. But if we didn't, miss chances and it's gonna cost us. That's the problem. Uh, but Aziz was our most threatening player. Everything was coming through him and it shut in the second half. We'll come on to it. But the few times we did attack prior to the subs, it's Aziz. And if it's getting him involved in the game. And yeah, it's uh, he's he's our most threatening player. But he's 
he's been better lately, but he's missing chances. And if he can really hit a purple patch, which he may be sort of on at the minute if you want, but if he can hit a purple patch, we could really, really take off. I think Aziz gets a lot of criticism and I can he's, see he's, why. He's had, he's, yeah, he's had bad periods. There's no doubt on that. Definitely. And those periods have been quite long. But at the moment, I would say in the last month or so, I think there's definite signs of improvement. And he is our most threatening player. He's the most direct. And he's also the player that moves us up the pitch repeatedly. And he will keep on running throughout the whole time he's on the pitch. Not everything he does is going to be brilliant. No. That's why he's in League One. And that's why no one's come in for him. But you're right. I do think there's a lot there. There's a lot of positives. And you just got to stick with that player. He's the kind of player, if you have Brian McDermott as manager, he maximises him completely. He gets every single bit out of him. And he'd look at the positives instead of the negatives. And that's easy as a fan to say that. But I just think it, I just think there's something there that I think if you're another club in League One and you're higher up, you, you'd be looking at him and thinking, oh, we, could, we could get him in. He'd be a player I'd like to have because he's got the raw pace. He can go past players for fun. We all know he can do that. But it's that final moment. And from, from now on, I always will know him as Cannon Foot. You've ruined it there for me. Well, well, well it's, 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 a, it's a shame with him because he's often in those situations. And But 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 like I think the, the thing with Aziz for me is that, and again, when people talk about the mental strength of, of this team and kind of, you know, players, et cetera, in it, Aziz is kind of, yes, he's probably had, if he was a cat, he would have been probably dead, you know, a year ago with the amount of lives that kind of he's had and kind of the amount of chances he's had. But you've also got to give props where props is due. He's been able to push through that. That he's, is, I've just thought of that. Wow. Well, like, like, when, like, like the amount of chances wow, he's had. That was like he, that brought back memories of Tim Deller on Vidra. Oh, uh, when he said like, like, but, but, but by, 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 by all respects, I think every Reading fan would have, you know, discarded him quite a, quite a long time back, right? You know, he, it, whatever way you probably like, like, look at it, he probably shouldn't have been in the team, you know, earlier in this season because it, he was completely out of form. It just wasn't working. You just needed someone else there. But you've also got to give props where props are due. He's continued through it. He's battled through it. He's improving. And he's probably, like you say, Nick, he's probably our most influential player now. Um, you know, and he's probably one of our most creative players as well. Like when you're looking at where we're going, um, where we're attacking, a lot of it is going down that right-hand side, um, you know, um, through through Aziz. He's direct. He's getting crosses in. Um, and he's, he's also got the most assists, obviously, um, of anyone in, in our team as well, you know, so I think like, it has. Y- y- yes, you can look at the history of, you know, Aziz in this team and like, y- y- you can maybe hold something against him, but that's probably not fair anymore because he's actually doing really he's well. Bad. He's one of those easy scapegoats, you know, that you, people will always drop to. You look back at early in the season, even when it wasn't working for him and everything that was good in our play, even though it was frustrating he wasted, was coming through him and the runs he were making. So he's got that pace and that directness. Um, you look at Fleetwood when he was rightfully dropped, half an hour in, he has to come on and he changes the game, gets us in the game because we missed him. Shrewsbury comes off for a rest when we think we're winning that game. When we concede to go 2 all and 3-2 down, he's the one player that's creating. We now need him on the pitch. And I just feel that 
we are better off, even when he's having a, a wasteful game and a frustrating game, we're better off with him in the team and we're going to, chances will come. Whether we put them in, that's another thing. And as we know, it doesn't always work out for us, but we will create chances with him on the pitch and he's our best winger. Totally. I was not expecting this podcast, though, to start it and hear that he was compared to a cat and he was killed <laughs> off. I was not expecting that. I'll be quite yeah. lucky. That was apologies, apologies to cat lovers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so let's have a couple of questions here, because I think some of this one here from Jamie relates to what we're going to talk about in a minute. So he said, keep Holmes in. He gives us physicality in the box and in the air. Binden didn't play bad, but did this on the ball too much. Would still start Abby. Start to the second half was too slow and didn't pick up where we left off, leaving it too late to create later on. Now, it's really hard to disagree with that from Jamie. The second half was very, it was quite flat from us, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, we. I don't know if we were just tired from the off in the second half or what, but Oxford seemed to press higher up the pitch and play a higher line and we couldn't really cope with it. And they just had all the ball game pretty much. I think we won a corner early in the half and I was hoping we'd grow into it and we just didn't after that. And then that was it until probably Ben Elliott came on. Um, and to be fair, Charlie Savage and the other two defenders, um, but in, in particular Ben Elliott for Vickers and he started actually, more started happening after that. And we're still sloppy, that's through the tiredness, I think, but we were getting up the pitch. I think we won a few corners, a couple of shots, wasteful opportunities, but yeah, it was a really flat, really flat second half and uh, Oxford were the better team, but they didn't penetrate the defence. Our defence was really good. It was well-organised as well as the midfield, even though they're tired. Um, even Abbey had a really poor game, really poor game yesterday. Um, you know, he was, in, in terms of actually getting through us, we were still fine, even with Abbey completely off it. Um, and I think Binden and Benge worried me bringing on two defenders at the same time and the same side they've got to get straight in that game and they did. And Benge was better than he's been in recent weeks because he's been awful. Um, Binden was really solid uh, next to Tom Holmes. And yeah, Tom Holmes should be in the team. I think he should be. We need the experience. Uh, put him next to Abby and let that relationship grow. And hopefully Abby picks back up in, in weeks to come. And then I'll just rotate maybe Binden when he needs to come in. And if Abby needs a rest, which it looks like he might do, bring Binden in for that. Um, I think that's the thing. They both obviously probably struggling with the amount of games they're playing at a young age as well. And yeah, I think uh, Jamie's spot on with his, with his opinion. I think it's uh, he's, he's right with everything he said there in terms of the players that have come in and homes coming in. And uh, yeah, the second half just wasn't very good. But I don't think it's anything to do with sellers. It's tactics, if I'm honest. Maybe freshen up in different ways. But I just think the players are just tired and I uh, don't want to use it as a big excuse, but... They're struggling at the moment, playing a lot of football and very young team. Yeah, there's another one here from uh, Tom Hall. Is there any attacking tactic to play long to Smith and ensure we win the second ball in the final third? I mean, I get that criticism, but it's also where we scored from last night, as that's the only pattern of play I see us doing week after week. Um, something you just mentioned here, Nick. What has Elliot got to do to get a start in the middle? The problem is, who did drop just... out of the starting one? You've got to take Nibs out. You, it, and yeah. at the minute, I wouldn't. I thought Nibs was really good yesterday. Yeah. Even off, off the ball. Off the ball, he worked so hard. Won the ball back high at the pitch and deep as well. Um, he's scoring goals now. Um, he it, On the left, it doesn't look like he knows what to do. He's basically, he's not an attacker mid, but he's a second striker that will track back. And that's what Nibs is. And he works well with Smith. They've got a great 
great connection from their time at time at Cambridge, and we knew that was the case from from Cambridge fans, and you can see it, uh, especially Central. I just don't think Ben Elliott. I like him a lot. He's got a big future. Um, he's a good sub winger at the minute, especially on the right. Um, although you've got to take Aziz off to fit him in there. It's just fitting him in. You've just got to take mm. someone out who shouldn't come out at the moment. That's the problem. Um, yeah, I think if Nibs drops form or gets an injury, first person I'll put there is Ben Elliott. Uh, but I think he's he hasn't really impressed from the start, really, anyway, at the moment. So it's hard to give him a big argument there. He's 20. He's quite lightweight as well. Um, I think he's better when games open up. And I think it'll be a bit of time until he really brings a top level, consistent level of football from starting games as well. So I think in, within a year, yeah, hopefully we'll see Ben Elliott starting games and having an impression from the start of games. At the moment, I'm not sure he does. Um, and it's just, I just think he's not quite at that readiness to be starting games week in, week out. We've got a, a player that we can't take out. So yeah, it's one I'd like to see, but at the moment I'm not swapping nibs for him. So yeah, that's that's my reasons. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. I mean, I think all of us at long term would like to see him, obviously, if he doesn't leave the club starting, because he has got a massive ability there, I think. His ways he can turn a player's spatial awareness, he's just composure on the ball. But I think you make a key point there, Nick. I think he's way better when the game is more open, players are tired around him. When he comes on as a sub, I think he's very effective. You've got to play him centrally. If if you are going to start him, you can't start him on that left-hand side because it just kills him, I think. It, he just doesn't have the same impact and he makes him look worse than he actually is in reality. But we're dancing around the topic here, Matt. Not a lot happened in the second half, does it? For us going forwards, Oxford had a few opportunities. There was a late one for Murphy with a shot, who I thought was probably their best player. But really, that was about it. Neither goalie had a serious save. I don't think Button actually had a save. Um, Normal game for him, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but he didn't have a save. He um, he caught that one, which nearly went where Abby got caught out early in the second half. Yeah. And the, yes. Like, head that was past an opportunity, him. wasn't it, actually? Yeah, yeah that, that was it. Yeah. But that but was his, it. His, his basics were fine, I have to say. Button, he did the basics really well, I thought, yesterday, um, which is what you yeah. want in a quiet game. He still needs. Let's have some button appreciation here from Matt. Come on, just well, he he, he still needs to come for crosses because and for (laughs) for, for corners. Like I mean, like I've never like I mean they're coming in on the six yard line and he's still not coming out for them. Yeah, like like, it's it's painful to watch at times, you know, because it's just like like you can cut out so many situations by just having some confidence here to come out. Is yeah, but I mean, like hopefully the defense can do the job in front of him. You know, I thought the, we, we defended set pieces really well yesterday, to be oh, fair. Did. Um, yeah. I, I think Holmes may have helped there. I, I mm-hmm. don't know for sure. Uh, but we were so much better defending set pieces. Mm-hmm. A glorious scene of Vickers winning the first ball as well <laughs> with a header. It's just, I just love it when he wins headers because it's just it shouldn't be right. It shouldn't be allowed. I mean, I live for the day when he scores a header. I really do. <laughs> it, it, it's, I just want to see it happen. Dreams, dreams for small people everywhere. That there, there is still a hope for me yet. So. Well, we've seen <laughs> Sam Smith do what we all dreamt of, and I dream of Vickers scoring that vital goal at some point with his head and just giving it large, absolute large, in front of the away end, probably. But <laughs> I struggle to find much more to talk about in the second half. But Dave Kitson went on Radio Berkshire and 
talked a lot of sense about a lot of things. There's no doubt, Matt, but you're never quite sure what you're going to get from Dave, are you? I mean, which bits do you think they said that you thought, yeah, I, I, that resonates with me? I think, you know, I think there's elements around fitness, you know, um, because and but there, there's that's very situational because, again, like our preseason was decimated, you know, by by obviously, you know, sellers not being able to come in, everything around HMRC, etc. You know, everything around this season, like, and you know, there, there, there's also, well, you know, Hutchinson, you know, mentioned it in kind of his interview. You know, there's there's stuff behind the scenes that he's never seen before. Obviously, we're not, I guess, privy to what they are, but you know, like, uh, there's there are so many things this year that will contribute and drain pe or drain people players mentally which then has an effect physically you know no matter how you look at it you can say they're professional footballers this is their job etc but they're also professional athletes they're like well-oiled or they need to be well-oiled machines you know they need to be maintained and when things start being taken out or you know they're having to do something that you know the other team isn't doing that then that one two percent drop off that at a professional level is massive you know no matter what sport you're doing there's so many things around that kind of contribute to that but it doesn't beat around the bush around, you know, fitness is, I, you know, I guess you could look at it as an issue because even if it's the way that sellers wants to play, I think you've got to also then take into account, I guess, you know, how you then manage that, you know, otherwise you, you're again, hanging yourself with the same rope every single week. You know, if you're going to die in the second half and court, uh, concede a late goal because of it, you've got to do something to then change that. Um, but then there was other things around mentality, you know, that we've talked about. I don't think it's fair to kind of criticize out of, of of this team they're a very young team and again i guess you know i've been critical of you know of it at times you know about the fact that you know some of these players are gonna have to you know step up and you know start learning quickly or they'll be discarded um but you know one thing that can't be faulted with the with these players i don't think is their effort and commitment levels you know they are a ridiculously young team you know we like like some games you know your, your average age of the team is you know 22 23 which is ludicrous when you think about it. You know, there is no other team that's going to have that there. Yesterday, we had seven, you know, academy graduates. Yes, one of them was obviously Sam Smith, who's returned, and Tom Holmes, who's 23. But five of them were under 22, you know. Like, like we're looking at players like Nibs, you know, Smith being experienced players. Nibs is 24. Smith is 25. You know, there's like it's when we say, you know, the team's crying out for kind of, you know, experience again, we're, we're saying to bring in an experienced defender. We're bringing Tom Holmes, who's 23. You know, there, there's there's so much within this team that kind of, you know, it, it's easy to be critical of, of of these players and kind of the way things have gone. But you've also got to have some realism and like, you know, with the situation that we're in, is it frustrating? Yes, it is fucking hideous it's been hideous for years there's so much bottled up emotion and with everything around you know the protests at the moment and everything it's easy to get frustrated and kind of think you know oh, we've been relegated we should we shouldn't be playing you know again or we shouldn't be battling against the likes of cheltenham and you know port vale and the likes down at the bottom of the league but that's that's sadly the situation we're in this this year and i do think that we're getting close with this team currently I don't think certain comments that he made, especially around the style of play as well. We said that continental styles of play doesn't work. We're not playing a continental style of football. This isn't Yapstam. This isn't possession football that we're playing. You know, we're actually playing actually pretty directly, you know, fast down the wings. There's quite a few long balls that go up as well. So lovers of that, you know, that that's the way, you know, it, it, it is, you know, and 
realistically, four four two doesn't get played that much anymore. You know, as much of a Mike Bassett fan that you might be, it doesn't really it doesn't happen anymore. Um, but but yeah, there's um, there were a lot of things that I did agree with in what he was saying and circumstances around the club as well. You know, he made some valid points around that as well. But to criticise some of the young players in the team as well and mention stuff about you know the mentality and work ethic, I thought was very unfair, especially on last night. And he's not a fan of Mark Bowen. That's absolutely certain, isn't it? And that he came across very clearly, didn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, he talked about fitness and he talked about saying how it was embarrassing some of the players were lying on the pitch pretending they were knackered and exhausted and saying, if you're not fit, you know, at this point, you're this age, you know, you should be embarrassed and all of this. And then at the end of his speech, he then proceeds to say that we need to stop all this crap with all the tennis process, which, again, is his own point of view and also respect the fitness thing because he was a professional footballer but if you're going to say protect the players but then talk on Radio Berkshire about how they've embarrassed themselves and they're actually pretending to be unfit about the young players you're slightly contradicting yourself because you've just absolutely slammed them as a club legend and people will hear that and react on that and you saw that after the match but it doesn't really matter ultimately does it it's finished one all. We've picked up a point. We're now a little bit closer to safety. We will see how it goes. We will be back with a preview of our game against Lincoln City tomorrow. And hopefully talking about at least a point. That's we can hope. Maybe we can get an away win again. Lincoln is a very that. tough game, though. L- Lincoln, I don't I, I don't want to kind of precede the preview, but Lincoln, if you want to compare them to a championship team, they're a very Preston type of team. They don't, they're very solid. They don't score many goals, but... Why is Preston keep very... on coming up so much on this podcast? <laughs> this is like almost turning into a Preston podcast. What is your prediction quickly, Nick? Because you won't be on the preview, obviously. Um, so I'll be going, so I'm hoping for a good result. I do think, yeah, I agree. They're not a bad team. They're quite solid. Um, but I do think they may, may be an easy game than Barnsley and Oxford, despite being away. Uh, maybe a one all hopefully a tight win but yeah i'll go for a one-all yeah we'd take that and as much as we've been slating the team and we've been heard for months now if you don't lose at least get a point it's exactly what we did last night and people so, so so many times still get angry. no like like, like it's, it's 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 perfect that because so many times we have said you know you've got to find a way to get points ugly pretty whatever way it is you've got to get points you know and you, like you can say what you like about Oxford were there for the taking. We've said that about 75% of the teams we've played this year and 70% of those games we've lost, you know, so they've found a way to get a point and hopefully that in a Derby game and as well with the late ha- holding on the late corner, they defended. Hopefully that just gives me a bit of confidence. <laughs> I'm just still traumatized by that. Move forwards. Yeah. Cool. If you have enjoyed this episode or appreciate our efforts, give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify.